Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Teresa Arago. If there's one thing I know, it's that the journey to financial independence can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. So get ready, because I'm breaking down what you don't know about money to help you find the next steps on your journey, today on Talking Sense. I'm gonna ask you to give yourself some credit, or at least give you some tips on having a better credit score. I've brought Chad Roller up here again to help me out with this episode, but what we're hoping to do is kind of crack the code on how your credit score is created and give you some tips to help you bring that up if you want to or protect it if you already have a great score. So I know credit isn't something, we're gonna start with a little disclaimer, it's not something that we just love that people use for everything, but with interest rates where they are at the moment, having a good credit score really matters more than ever. It can save you a lot of money. And then too, let's face it, nobody likes to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, as adults, <laughs> you want to have a good credit score in a lot of ways mm-hmm. just for, you know, kind of, yeah, I think people use it too much as, is their financial security. Mm-hmm. Like a status symbol. Right. Right. I think, mm-hmm. I think maybe we get a little bit too carried away with this, but I do think it's something that is worth monitoring. Yes. Because of the impact it has when you do have to use debt. So we've got, I think, seven tips here to help you understand what you can do to make sure your score is the best it could be. And the first one is reviewing your credit report. Now, someone on our team mentioned their bank actually offers this for free. Like they can review their credit score pretty regularly through that, um, just knowing where it is. You can also get a free report once per year from TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. So you can go get that for free. And what I've encouraged people that are my clients, especially if they're worried about um, fraud to do is do like one every four months. So you're doing it throughout the year. Yeah. And I think it'd be good to throw a little caution out there that uh, everything you see online offering that free credit score, Mm -hmm. I think you got to be very cautious with that. So utilizing a reputable uh, organization, something that is uh, don't just take the free email. Correct. And I think a lot of people don't realize you can freeze your credit as well. So if you think that you've experienced some fraud on a larger scale, you can go to those sites and shut it down where nobody can pull your credit score and nobody can open new credit too. But you want to check the report for errors. What most often happens is you'll find old accounts that you thought you had closed still open, or you'll see where it shows a balance that doesn't line up with what you have. So getting on there and checking that can help you find those errors and also make sure there's no fraud. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, we're living in the age of everything is online. Everything's in the cloud. So you've got to make sure that uh, you are not being utilized for somebody's gain, right? Yes. I I told everybody in the room that uh, just this past month, I bought two wigs for about $200, or at least somebody did with my card. So I had to get that one replaced. But if I hadn't been checking my purchases, it could have easily snuck through. And if it had been Amazon, I'd have been in a real pickle because we do a good amount of purchasing through their subscribe and save. So thankfully they used another website. Um, So that's the first tip is just to review your credit score regularly. The next one is to pay off small balances. So the number of cards with a balance you have also affects your score. That's part of the credit utilization piece of your credit score. Yeah, and let's be honest, we've all fell victim to that introduction mm-hmm. 0% APR, right? Yes. And that gets us out there and it gets us on the hook for that new card. Mm-hmm. But if I've got 10 of those out there with a $1,000 credit limit or $500 credit limit, that's what you're saying here is that those that you use for that introduction period, 
and then just said, hey, I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. It's still out there and open. And if you've got $30,000 of available credit, but you're using 25, that indicates that you're overspending. So you're more risky for a lender. Um, And so we always say just pick one or two cards and don't use the other accounts. Now, closing the accounts, if you have a purchase pending, like you're getting ready to get a loan, closing a bunch of accounts can affect your score negatively. So instead of closing them, just don't use them. Pay them off and leave them alone. The other risk of having a bunch of different cards is forgetting and not paying on time so you get those dings for being late. So make sure you're paying off those cards that you don't use regularly so that you don't accidentally do that. Another thing you can do is actually request a credit limit increase on the one or two cards that you use the most. Um, Goes back to that credit utilization ratio. Okay, so if you have more available credit but you're using less of it, that indicates that you're fiscally responsible to the credit bureaus and they're going to give you a higher score as a reward. Yeah, so going in and, and asking that creditor to, to increase that does not hit your credit score. As long so. as they don't do a credit inquiry. Most providers, if you've been them, with them for a long time, they actually offer to increase it pretty regularly. I've had to turn that down multiple times on one of mine. So you want to make sure it's an established one that you've been with for a while and double check before you say that to increase it that they're not going to actually do an inquiry. So this next point, let's let's dive off into this a little bit because you say that aim for a balance of less than 30% of the available limit. Mm-hmm. Even if you pay it off every month. Yes, because the statement balance is what gets reported for that utilization ratio. So one of the things I used to do when I was young that really boosted mine is when I was going to make a big purchase, I would use savings technically because I would go make the purchase today let it sit for about 48 hours, pay it off. So that quick payoff kept it from going on the statement. So it looked like I wasn't actually utilizing it. And that made it really jump quickly because I was using it and then paying it off in a very quick time frame. So if you're not going to completely pay it off, at least try to make it a a, a significant payment to it Mm -hmm. before that end of the month statement or whenever that time period is. So that therefore you're not getting that statement balance. Correct. Because again, that's what gets reported. And you can make, again, you can make payments in the middle of the cycle. I have mine set up where it just comes out of my bank account. I go in, I put in the data, and it comes straight out of my bank account. So it's not that difficult to do. The next tip, it's going to be a hard one. You're going to be shocked by this one. You ready? Pay your bills on time. 35% of your credit score is determined by this specific factor. That's over a third. So it's really, really important that you pay on time. But how many of us have the money to pay it off, but forget? I literally did this last month. So there's no judgment from me. There was, it was a crazy month for my family. And there's a card that I don't use really. It's my husband uses it mostly. And I just smooth forgot to get online and pay it like I normally would because I was busy the day that I normally do that. But a solid history of timely payments is really the best thing you can do to consistently keep that credit score up. And it's so simple to forget. So what we usually have is a system where ours is automatically going to pay itself off. But I had gone in like two months ago or something and turned it off because there was some issue with my bank related to fraud. And so I had to kind of turn it off for a moment. So I had to remember to go on there and do it. Big mistake for me. I know better. So that's turned back on where it'll pay itself off on time automatically. But we're not just talking about credit cards right here. Correct. 
Correct. A lot of people don't realize their utility companies also report. When we're when we're talking about your overall credit score, mm-hmm. we're talking about a lot of different payments and debt payments or utility payments that is going towards this actual score. Correct. And I think a lot of people don't realize how much. So student loan payments affect this. If you are delinquent on student loans, that's going to affect your your credit score. And for those that are dealing with that repayment kicking back in, we are going to do an episode here soon about some things that may help them out with that, because that one's a big factor for a lot of people. But just making sure that you are not burying your head in the sand when you get behind on things, just make a plan. Another one would be, you know, hospital bills. It's so easy to let those slip through the cracks. But when you get that first one in, call them and make a payment plan. Because as long as you're making consistent payments, they're not going to report you as delinquent. So you can set up a payment plan that works for you if you've had to have a procedure done. That way you're not getting any delinquencies. So the next point, you don't want to close out any old accounts with good payment history. So just like being on time, Mm -hmm. having that record, having some of those old accounts that you've got a good payment history can actually help you on your credit score. Correct. So another piece of that is how long you've held credit. So there was the utilization, there's the payment on time, how long you've had credit will also affect your credit score. So in my case, I have one particular card that I don't really need anymore, but I've kept it open because it's the one I've had the longest so that I can have that payment history. Because after you close it, about six months later, it just comes off the credit score. It comes off the report. So it doesn't help you any longer. Yeah. So some of those cards that you have opened up to make that big purchase, maybe got that 0% for you know, six months or 12 months, and you said, hey, I'm going to get 0% for six months and then just close this out, is what you're saying that is going to affect a little bit on the score, your overall credit score. It can. The kicker here, though, and, and kind of the caveat to this idea of not closing cards, if you have struggled with debt, ignore this. Because the reality is, if you've struggled in the past with putting too much on there and not being able to pay them off, the best thing you can do for yourself long term is to go ahead and get rid of them, close the accounts, get rid of that temptation. But if you have just got that one or two cards and you see that new offer, Don't jump ship from your old card. Call your existing card provider. Say, hey, I've got this great deal from U.S. Bank or whoever. Often you'll find if you've got a great credit score, they're going to match it just to keep you. It's happened for me before. The old dish network strategy. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that one makes me crazy. It's that whole, why didn't you give me the first good idea? Instead, you wait till I'm about to quit to give me your best deal. But it's true with credit card companies. I've had times where... Um, things were tight. And I said, listen, I got offered this 0% for 18 months and I'm trying to pay off this debt when I was younger. And my credit card company literally said, oh, we can do that for you. We can give you a promotional period. It was like, why did I have to call and ask for it? But you do. And you can get that. And if you're trying to pay off debt, same thing applies. If you've had a good record with them, they'll work with you on the interest rates for your existing um, card to help you pay that off faster. So the next one is, if you are shopping for loan rates, try to complete all the apps in a short time frame. A lot of people don't know that when you apply for something and they check your credit score, it does lower the credit score just a little bit. So if you have six or seven in a year that hit that, it can actually affect your score negatively. But if you're wanting to do, you know, kind of a shopping around to see who has the best rates, for say a mortgage or for um, a car purchase, if you're not just gonna go to the dealership and ask them, make sure that all of those requests go in a short period of time, like two to four weeks. Because if they do that, they all count as one search. 
And so that can help you limit the impact on your credit score when you're trying to do that shopping around if you just do it quickly. One of the things that I, I think that you've got to do if, if you really want to kind of quote win with mm-hmm. your credit score, because I mean, we, we always want to, we all want to win. Mm-hmm. We all, we all want to make sure that our numbers are, are where they need to be and where is um, number one, monitor it. Yes. As and, you said earlier, we're in a digital world and it is so easy for people to get their hands on your info. And if you're not watching it, if you're not looking at your statements and you're not taking time to review those, the risk of it happening and you missing it so high and it can add up pretty quickly. Yeah. And also monitoring may have some uh, realization of how much you're spending, right? I'm go not back and lie. Yeah. 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 You go back, why in the world did I buy that? Well, and I have to say, when I found the, the first charge for the wig, I was like, that's weird. That's odd. And then I had to start looking. Are there any others? And I was like, Amazon, 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 Amazon. I was just like, okay, we need to slow down. <laughs> so it was a little eye-opening just taking the time to really dig deep into that. Um, but I think we we do. I think we all can get into that mindless cycle of spending and just monitoring your credit will also help you manage that a little better. Yeah. And then also, you know, be careful of that secondary signature on some things because mm-hmm. that's another one that can kind of slip off and you may forget about it. I mean, if you're secondary signee on something, uh, that can also affect that credit score, maybe, you know, good or bad. Right? Yes. When you're co-signing for someone else's loan, you are equally responsible for that debt. So make sure you're smart with who you do that. You can also use complex passwords and two-factor authentication when you're setting up online logins to prevent or to at least mitigate some of the risk of someone getting on your account, especially if you have your credit card saved. Like, for instance, on your Amazon account, if you have your credit card information saved and you don't have two-factor authentication, someone steals your account, they now have access to your credit cards, too, and they can buy whatever they want. Monitoring, making sure that you're not exposing yourself to risks that you don't need to, exposing Mm -hmm dates of birth on social media and mm-hmm. and different types of things like that. Uh, just being careful because uh, those can have long-term impacts if, if, unfortunately, the wrong person gets hold of your information. Correct. Correct. All right. It's time for us to start wrapping up, Chad. So it's time for us to give our two cents. My two cents is if you're looking to make a big purchase, home, auto, and you're worried about your score, there are some some great local resources at some banks to go mm-hmm. to some professionals, some loan professionals that will kind of help walk you through and maybe kind of give you some advice and, and some mentoring on, hey, here's some things to think about or, you know, here's what you need to do prior to just going in. Hey, I want to buy a house next week. And all of a sudden now I'm trying to deal with my credit score. Yes. And I think what I love about those that do that locally is that's unique to you. They can give you very specific keys to what you need to do personally. And the other thing, it it may sound a little silly, is pay your bills on time, every time, as much as you can. Because again, that is 35% of that score. So if you're only using a portion of your credit card limit and you're doing all these other things, but you're paying all your bills late, it's going to be counterintuitive. It's not going to help you. So make sure you're prioritizing making that payment on time. Well, thank you guys so much. We hope you've had an opportunity through this to learn something about giving yourself some credit or at least a good credit score. Um, Check out the show notes for a recap of the tips that we discussed today. And if you learned something new and you want to help us spread the word, tell your friends, like, follow, and share. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Moth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or by calling our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and Gemwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.